Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the podcast, we're continuing our 2018 Steelers position preview. Today, talking about the defensive line. Of course, yesterday, talking about the offensive line, how good the offensive line is. You know, they say you build teams inside out, right? Get great offensive and defensive lines, and then everything else kind of sorts itself out. From there, we talked about yesterday how good the offensive line is. Today, we're going to talk about just how good this defensive line is. A lot of, a lot of stars at the top, some questions about depth, you know, a lot of the same things we talked about uh, yes, yesterday uh, on the offensive line. But we'll start today, as we do every day, with some news and notes. Today, uh, you're listening to this probably Wednesday, is the supplemental draft. Uh, that That is a 1 o'clock today. We'll cover that tomorrow. Remember, there's, there's a couple interesting secondary players, uh, a couple corners and a safety in this draft. The Steelers went to some of these pro days. Could they be interested? We'll find out today at 1 o'clock. Again, the Steelers have never taken a player in the supplemental draft, but certainly uh, the secondary has been a, a cause of concern over the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, it could be interesting to see if the Steelers do feel like one of these players is worth taking today in the supplemental draft. Uh, Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reporting that Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers have resumed contract negotiations recently. Again, that uh, that is good. That is, we're coming rapidly to a close now. Uh, we're just five days away from those talks ending. Remember, if they don't get a deal done, Le'Veon will have to play another year on the franchise tag, and that likely means this will be the last year that Le'Veon plays on the Pittsburgh Steelers. There was another report uh, earlier this week that, and it was I, I use air quotes around the word report here, that if Le'Veon doesn't get a contract, he will skip camp again. I don't know why that's a report. That's just, I mean, he said that. Le'Veon has said, stated that factually, that I will, I don't want, he said, he, what he said is, I don't want to, but I will skip camp again if I don't get a contract. Right? If I'm playing under the franchise tag again, I'm skipping camp, right? It's kind of his punishment to the Steelers for not giving them uh, the contract he wants. Again, it's his right to do that, right? He doesn't have to sign the franchise tag until a certain point. In fact, I don't think he has to sign it until technically until like week four or week five in order to have his you know vested year uh, so that next year he will become a free agent. So, yeah, I mean, look, he's going he's gonna to hold out camp if he doesn't get this contract. If we don't get... Le'Veon locked up in the next five days. He's holding out, right? He's holding out right until week one. And, well, you know, whether or not we, we call it a holdout or not, I guess it's up for debate. Um, I mean, after the 16th, maybe it's a holdout. Whatever. He's not coming to camp is the point. Uh, also, uh, the interview I talked about yesterday with uh, the Locked On Falcons podcast and Aaron Freeman over there at Locked On Falcons, that went up uh, yesterday. So head over to LockedOnFalcons.com. Give that podcast a listen. Uh, I'll include a link to that in the show notes today on LockedOnSteelers.com so you can find that podcast. A really good conversation. That was like an hour-long conversation Aaron and I had about the similarities between the Falcons and the Steelers. It's, it's interesting to go on there and listen to him talk about how the Falcons want to use more of a dime and their questions about their secondary and they have such a good offense, but is their defense going to be up, up to the par? It's very interesting listening to him talk about the Falcons and and you know how how similar the, these two teams are. You don't really think about it, but the Falcons and Steelers have a lot of similarities. That was a really fun podcast. So again, I, I encourage you guys, uh, lockedonfalcons.com to listen to that. All right, and then let's talk about the defensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 2018 season. And this is another great group. You know, we we've talked about a lot of great groups on this team. In fact, all of them pretty much to this point. 
uh, I've been very impressed with. This is probably the last one, though. I have to say that. We're going to start talking about the linebacking crew and the corners and safeties. and It's not going to be as pretty. But let's let's start today by talking about Cam Hayward, the best defensive lineman the Steelers have right now. And one of the best defensive linemen the Steelers have had. I mean, look, it's, it's hard because Aaron Smith was so good. Brett Kiesel was so good. Casey Hampton was so good. But you look at the season that Cam Hayward had last year, 12 and a half sacks for a 3-4 defensive end. It's unheard of. It was an incredible performance. And it was so underrated and underappreciated last year by you know everyone outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Cam Hayward didn't even make the Pro Bowl last year. He was voted in as an alternate. Um, yeah, very underappreciated as as a uh, as a D end, but you know, as a Steeler, he's the first guy who's had double digit sacks in a single season since Lamar Woodley did it in 2011, 2012. It's crazy. It's crazy that it's been that long. And not only that, it's crazy that it was a three four D end that that eventually got those double digit sacks. It's nuts, and yet. You know, Cam Hayward did it. I, I don't know that the barometer for him is going to be, you know, should be that he has to get 12 sacks for this team. I'd like to see, you know, Cam Hayward continue getting the six, seven, eight sacks a year that he was getting, but but complemented by a dominant edge rusher that can get us 12, 13 sacks in a season. I think that gives us a more consistent pass rush. I thought one, you know, one of the, it's a, it's, it was both a strength of the team that Hayward was so good, but it was also a weakness. In that, look, you know, Cam Hayward was very good as a pass rusher, but he wasn't great, and he wasn't dominant, and he wasn't expected to be those things. But if you look back at the biggest games, we didn't have a consistent pass rush. That's Again, that's not on Cam Hayward that for the reason why we weren't able to get to Blake Bortles, the reason why, for you know, in a large part of that game, we weren't able to get to Brady. I think that speaks more to the guys behind this defensive line, right? I think Hayward had a great year. But you can't rely on your 3-4 defensive end to be your best pass rusher. Now, on the other side, we have Stephon Tuitt, who at a certain point in his career, I thought he could be even better than Cam Hayward. I thought, I mean, I still think the sky's the limit for Stephon Tuitt. Now, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to have a season as good as Cam Hayward had a year ago. And, and Tuitt's fought through injury over the past couple years. So, you know, he has been held back by injury a little bit. We've seen glimpses from him. What I love about Tuitt is that even with, you know, it's funny, he, he talks about how he played through a bicep injury all of 2017. I don't think he had a bad year in 2017. I thought he was pretty good, even with a torn bicep. So, hey, you know, you're telling me you're going to be even better in 2018 because you're going to be healthier in 2018. I'm all for it. And again, I still think the sky's the limit for Stefan Tuitt. He, he's a great defensive end, too. You know, traditionally, you know, the, the old football mantra has been if you, you know, you build a great line and then everything else has, you know, builds itself out. From there, with a Steeler defense that has been in what feels like constant rebuild mode, what's nice is that we do have this great defensive line, or at least these two great defensive ends. And in the middle is Javon Hargrave, who had a good rookie year. 2016, I thought he had a very good year as a rookie. I was expecting him to make a big leap last season. He did not. He had kind of had a quiet year in 20, uh, 28, or 2017. Now, some of that is due to the fact of just the position that he plays right? Nose tackle is not a position like it was 10 years ago for Casey Hampton, where you could be a dominant player at nose tackle. So much of the modern game, because of it's played out of sub-package football, nose tackle has just kind of been, you know, it played itself out of the game. So, you know, when when this the offenses are bringing on three and four wide receiver sets, 
defenses are going to take a, a defensive lineman off the field. And of course, that's going to be the nose tackle. So Javon Hargrave comes off the field. One thing I'd like to see the Steelers do in 2018, and they did this a little bit in 2017. I'd like to see them do it more in 2018. Is They're using this rotation now, right? Where they have Alu-Alu coming off the bench and they kind of use him in a rotation with Hayward and with Tuit. And I think that's in an effort to not just keep Hayward and healthy or Hayward and Tuit healthy because those guys have had injury problems over their careers, but just keeping them fresh as well, right? Keeping them rested throughout the game. I think Hargrave should be a part of that mix too. He was a little bit last year. I'd like to see him get even more snaps. I thought in 2016, one of his best assets was his ability to get to the passer uh, at, from a uh, from an interior defensive line position. Now, he had that big sack against Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game. So I'd like to see more out of Javon Hargrave, more snaps from Javon Hargrave uh, in, in 20, 2018. And you look at those four guys right off the top there, right? Hayward, Tuit, Alualu, and Hargrave. That's not a bad four, right? That's not a bad four that we have. Behind them, LT Walton, LeVon Hooks. I mean, those are okay players. I think... I think LT Walton's given us good time. Uh, LeVon Hooks was a surprise player last year uh, who looked good at times. The, Dan, Daniel McCullers is behind them as kind of the eighth or the, the seventh uh, defensive lineman on this team. I think he's going to be pushed for a roster spot. Josh Frazier, who we picked in the in the seventh round. Parker Cothran, uh, Greg Gilmore. I think those guys will also push McCullers potentially. I think, I think you could potentially see two of those guys actually make this roster. I would not be surprised if some if two of those guys between Catherine Frazier and Gilmore, two of those guys make the roster behind uh, Alu Alu and LT Walton. But I think you know we talk about roster construction that kind of thing. Hayward Hargrave to it. I mean they're roster locks, right? Alu Alu same thing lock. I almost think I almost am tempted to put LT Walton as a lock. I'm not going to put him in a lock just yet. Uh, but you've got four players who are definite locks. Then you got Walton, Hooks, McCullers, Catherine Frazier, Gilmore. You know, the Casey Sales and, and Kendall Vickers, eh. But you know, you've got some guys in there who I think, uh, you know, you're going you're gonna to have like six guys fighting for two spots. Uh, it's going to be interesting come camp time. Now, overall, the position, I'm happy with where we're at on the defensive line, right? And in fact, I'm, I'm happy. My happiness at, the defen- at where we are defensively on, on, on this line is what makes me so sad about everything we're going to talk about for the rest of the week and going into next week when we start talking about the rest of this defense. Because again, you build from the inside out, right? Your defensive line should make everything else behind it better. And yet when you look at one of you know what our biggest weaknesses were in 2018, we didn't defend the run very well, especially in big games. We weren't able to get consistent pass rush in you know in a traditional manner. I know we led the league in sacks last year, but you know, again, when you have 12 of them coming from your defensive end, you've got, you know, you're loading up on sacks against the Browns and the Texans. You've got all these sacks coming from uh, Mike Hilton off of a nickel blitz. You know, Vince Williams, I think, had, what, six or seven sacks a year ago. I don't know how much of that is sustainable. And, and again, I don't know how much of that shows up in big matchups against the top flight teams. So, yes, while we led the league in sacks, a year ago, I don't think we were one of the best pass rushing teams a year ago. And so, again, I don't think that has anything to do, though, with the quality of the defensive line. I think it's, I think it has a lot to do with the quality of the players behind these guys, and that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Uh, we're going to start with the outside linebacker group and, and work our way from there. But this is a defense that has a very good defensive line. So if, if things start to work out behind them, 
right? If, if we start having dominant performances from our edge rushers, I think, again, these, these pieces mix, right? Because Hayward and Tewitt are demanding attention from that offensive line, which means if Bud Dupree is starting, you know, if, if this move to the other side allows him to beat tackles one-on-one, if this allows Watt to beat tackles one-on-one, if they start to become more dominant pass rushers, this makes our defense better, right? You know, and, and at the inside linebacker spot, if Matikavich or Bostic becomes a significant upgrade over Sean Spence, that you know that makes our defense that much better. And it all starts with the defensive line. So I think the defensive line the Steelers have is very, very good. The problems that we have on defense are are the other eight players, and we're going to start talking about them tomorrow. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, Steeler Country at gmail.com is the email address you can find me on twitter at steeler country and i'll be back tomorrow to talk about the outside linebackers right here on locked on steelers